to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 144. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, Shauna Wood? I am excellent. How are you? I am very good. Are you getting hungry? I am getting hungry. <laughs> Let's do this right the first time. Let's do this right the first time. Hopefully, the birds are going crazy. The bird, thankfully, don't have more than one bird. And the kids have been settled back down. So, we'll see how this goes. Sometimes we do have to just stop and restart because we're like, what is what? <laughs> we try not to. There's not many edits on this thing. Okay. So, thank you for listening. Today's topic is how to journal. And the reason why we're talking about this is because journaling is just a great tool. It's not the only tool you should have in your toolbox to survive life, but I would say it's a pretty wonderful tool. I've been journaling in some form since high school. I got you beat middle school. Middle school. Well, I was, yeah, you got me really beat because when you were in middle school. I'm so old. <laughs> Shauna is older than I am, so I just let her know about that a lot. <laughs> okay, so journaling is a great tool. Um, I grew up reading different people's journals, not stealing people's journals <laughs> out of their room. <laughs> I'm talking about, yeah, that's not a bad. I'm talking about published books that were journals. Um, I guess Anne Frank, everybody knows, I had to read that probably. Um, she was... The Diary of Anne Frank, the book. So I think everybody, that's pretty common, right? Reading at some point. Um, i tell you another one, a huge influence on me. I read in high school was George Mueller. He was, uh, he was actually like a German guy who came to England to be a missionary of some kind. I forgot. And he ended up working with orphans. And so basically he decided early on in his life that I'm not going to take a paycheck and I'm just going to pray and ask the Lord for everything. And that was his whole, like, that was the grid for which he operated in. So there's stories in his, and he has an amazing journal. And if you've never read George Mueller, oh my goodness, he, <laughs> he, you, you, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. You just. He's one of my life heroes. Yeah. So he, the amount of, the money that came through, about $146 million and you know, U.S. dollars estimated in his ministry that came through his ministry. Uh, he never asked for a penny. He fed or he took care of 10,000 orphans. So I was fed him like three meals a day. And there's stories, I remember stories in his journal where he would just say, okay, Lord, we don't have any food. And like someone would knock on their door and say, as the kids are saying to eat and praying for the breakfast they don't have coming, <laughs> like someone would be like, hey, uh, we had this extra whatever, and here's a truckload of, and this is back in a wagon load of whatever food. So, and he opened 120 schools. You think about the logistics. I'm talking like brick and mortar. It wasn't like online school. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It was like legit. We're going to build schools. So he built 120 schools. Uh, just did amazing work. If you never read his journal, it's amazing. Very encouraging. Faith building. Like you have to read his stuff and you're like, wow, this, that's just crazy. Um, Thomas Burton was a huge influence on me. Still is. Uh, he was a monk and he lived not far from our house uh, at Gethsemane. And he does a good job at the Enneagram fours and fives. Oh man, I love Mar uh, uh, 
Merton, Thomas Merton. So, okay. Anything else you want to say about um, journaling? Don't compare yourself to those people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. Those those are famous journals. Um, the person who really got us as a spiritual kind of thing was Mark Verkler. He wrote about how to hear God's voice using journaling. I feel like that was a huge breakthrough. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was the first time up until that point in my life I had done one-way journaling, meaning it was just my voice. It was just me, and most of them were in the form of letters to God, Um, and it was just me talking to God. But Verkler introduces a way to really start listening for the Lord and then recording what you're hearing from that still quiet voice. Right. And he has a lot of, I would say, safety nets in his whatever. So you won't say, oh, the Lord told me to go kill my wife because she keeps snoring. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't snore. (laughs) I was the one snoring the other night. I was so tired. Um, Okay. I'll try to put a note for his stuff, but it's such a good thing. So we both have lots of journaling um, books that we've read or um, people's journals that we didn't steal but have been published. And for me, everything in a digital world is just not not good for processing. Like I don't like to read anything digital much, besides, you know, like articles, but like I don't like to read books online. Even articles you print out on paper. Yeah, if they're good. I'll skim it and see if they're good or not. Uh, but neuroscience is showing us that writing things down takes takes it in your brain at a whole different level than just typing it out on something or just reading it on the screen. So the physical process of writing really goes deeper. That word goes deeper into you than if you don't write it down. Right, which is part of the thing when people talk about writing affirmations or writing goals out, it's because of that connection between actually your physical hand moving and your brain connecting. Right, so that 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 is a really important part of why you should consider journaling. And again, I'm going to say it's a tool in your toolbox. It's not the only tool. You know what they say, like if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like you don't want journaling to be your only tool in your toolbox, but it is a great tool to have. And the science is showing that it's a very useful and effective tool also. And I feel like just the process of journaling slows me down. Like when I have to sit down and just write out, even like I've talked about this before, like even write out what I'm feeling. (laughs) It's like that's a process that I don't engage in in any other way uh, unless you're talking like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really helpful for me particularly because a lot of times, um, particularly for women, I feel like we have so many mental apps open at the same time. And so I can have all of these different things that I'm processing kind of spinning in different spaces in my brain and so what journaling forces me to do is because my hand can only deal with one of those spinning tops at a time and so it forces me to to slow down and to analyze them as far as like seeing them identifying them writing them out and then after I have that all written out there's generally like a relief because there's something about in my brain and it, it's even this way with a to-do list. It could keep cycling through my brain, but if I get it on paper, then it stops cycling. So that's actually one of the tools or tips as you start to journal is that 
you know, for example, for me, I could be journaling about like this major heart issue or concern that I have. And in my head, I keep hearing, don't forget to buy milk. Don't forget to buy milk. Don't forget to buy milk. So if I just like write that down, if I have a little to-do list and I write buy milk, then it stops that voice and I can move on to other things. Yeah. I, again, can't put it enough emphasis. Like it's, Something about journal journaling is magical, like as far as your brain and your processing and everything else. So um, it's a great way to de-stress your life um, when you get in the habit and not as a feel guilty if you don't do it, but again, just use it as a beneficial tool. Okay, so I just want to go through some tips and things that we've learned, and this is obviously going to make sense and like, duh, a lot of this, but things that we have learned. Um, the first thing, you need a quiet place quiet on the outside and try to quiet yourself on the inside. So for a quiet place on the outside, a lot of times I will wear my chainsaw <laughs> earmuffs in the house whenever I'm doing anything to be quiet. Like when I type when like if I'm right when I wrote the book, chainsaw earmuffs down to like 19 decibels, I think is what the <laughs> level is. Only thing I can really hear in those things is like a, a, a deeper roar kind of sound. <laughs> So, yeah, just a little bit of explanation for anybody else like me who did not know what chainsaw earmuffs were. It's basically a sound blocker. So, he puts them on. It looks like he's got headphones on, but it's actually canceling out sounds around him. Yeah, you can do that. So, then, also, you want to quiet the outside, but then you want to try to quiet the inside. So, if you've just been watching an intense movie, you probably are not going to be able to journal necessarily right after that, right? Um, For me, usually in the morning... Yeah, morning is my best time. Yeah, to journal, uh, just to start getting thoughts out. So, and about quieting the outside, like you can train your children and your spouse on, you know, the the importance of you having some quiet time. So, my children all know that if I say, "Listen, it's my time with the Lord. I need to go journal," they know it is in their best interest to back away, <laughs> back away slowly and give mommy space. Yeah, and for me, on bad days, it's usually me going, I'm going to go have some quiet time. Y'all be quiet. Do you hear me? <laughs> uh, whatever, Dad. <laughs> That's what it usually looks like for me. It makes me think about, I know I've shared this story before, but Susanna Wesley, who had, like, I don't remember how many kids, like 13 kids or something like that, and she was a single mom part of that time, and so she... <laughs> She would sit down and they probably had like a one room house. I mean, it was back in the day. And so she would just pull her apron up over her head and her children all knew that that meant they needed to leave her alone and give her space because she needed some time with the Lord. Right. So again, the whole point is if you're waiting for the angels to come play their harps, um, you might as well wait also for the unicorns and leprechauns to come because it just is not going to come in our house usually. Right. Maybe during the summer when I can send them outside. But then, you know what they do? They end up playing right by my window. <laughs> How many times do I have to stick my head out? I've had a quiet time. Yes, get away. Okay, so that's usually how I start my quiet time. <laughs> All right, it also helps to have a nice journal. Like, not just a scrap piece of paper, not just, uh, you know, a notebook can work if you're just getting started, but like a nice journal is like a really, you're like, oh, this is nice. It's leather bound. It's whatever. Yeah, it makes a good gift. It's a good gift at our house for Christmases and birthdays to have an extra journal. And then a pen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what happens to the pens in our house. 
probably like twice a year, I go on a 15-minute rant. I'm trying to journal or trying to do something. And all of our pens have been eaten. And you buy pens, you buy packages of pens at least two or three times a year. And I'm like, what happened to all the pens you just bought? And you're like, like you would know anyway. You know what I mean? Like, like you hide them or something. You don't do that. But some reason I go on a rant because I can't find any pens. And it's so frustrating when you're like, okay, everything's quiet. I'm going to have some journal. I'm going to have some quiet time here. And I can't find a pen that writes. So keep a special stash of pens if you're in our house. <laughs> It is a little more difficult with marker or crayon. (laughs) All right. So different ways that you can get started. I typically start my daily journal as a letter to the Lord. And so just like I was having a conversation with anybody else, I'm like, hey, how are you? It's a good day. These are things that I'm thankful for. That's my general like first paragraph routine. How do you start your journal entries? Yeah, usually I have to take... A little bit of time to halfway feel holy because <laughs> I don't. So I'll read like a psalm or something that like gets me sort of geared toward something holier than usually what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's good. So then I just go through, really, I try to always start with thankfulness. Um, and then I'll go through, and if there's something that's really weighing heavy on my heart or on my mind, I just throw it out there. Like, I'm like, this is really bothering me. Or like, why did you make this man and give him these characteristics? I'm just kidding. Whatever it is, though, that is really heavy on my heart, I just put it out there because it's almost like it blocks everything else if you've got one issue really weighing on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I try I try to always, yeah, I try to start out with thankfulness and praise to the Lord. Then I try to do prayer requests, things that I know I should be praying for. I just write them down real quick. It's not like a long, drawn-out thing. It's just like boom, boom, boom. Just write them down real quick. Um, then I try, for me, I try not to just dwell, like you are talking about, on things I'm, I think about, like that thing process. I, for me, journaling is very helpful because I try to think of like, what am I feeling? Like, what are my emotions right now? Which I know for some people, they're like, that's so weird. But for me, it's a big deal. <laughs> so it's like, what am I feeling? And why? why do I feel that way? Because if I can get to like heart issues quicker than just agenda, like, okay, Lord, here's my agenda for this meeting. Uh, tell me the answers. That's how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even really bother with how I'm feeling a lot. <laughs> it's mainly like big, like, what am I going to do about this situation? Let's discuss this. <laughs> so I put it out there. But then I always feel like, okay, I just need to get that off my chest. And then this is a technique that Verkler talks about. But then I just ask the Lord, like, what do you want to say to me today? And it doesn't, and it's like somehow I think it's important for me to give the Lord permission because I'm like, you don't have to talk about that thing I just talked about. You could just tell me anything you want to tell me. (laughs) Um, But that kind of gets me into, you know, being connected with the Lord more and, and gets me in a different place of flow. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, it is very helpful to have like a to-do list on the side, not in my journal is the way I like to do it. And like a scrap piece of paper or something, maybe things I need to get done that day. And a lot of times it's crazy how those will just bubble up. Like I, I remember that one time I was just sitting here not too long ago. It was like, check the oil in the car. I was like, what? I just, I thought I just changed. I just thought we just had the oil change in that car. Why do I need to check the oil in that car? And it was just like, that was just a thought real quick. It wasn't... <laughs> Like, Verkula explains it well, but it wasn't really my thought, you know? It wasn't, like, any flow of 
my logical thinking. It was just change the oil. Look, check the oil. I was like, okay. So I wrote it down on a scrap piece of paper. It was off my brain. I was like, okay. So sure enough, checked it, and the vehicle needed oil. And I was like, oh, we didn't get the oil changed in that car. I thought we had. Anyway, so little like a little scrap list like that uh, is really helpful. And I honor those little quick thoughts. Oh, you need to change this. You need to go, you know, don't forget to do this. And it's like once I sit down and quiet myself down, it's like when all these other things can start to kind of bubble up, you know, things I need to do, um, things the Holy Spirit's probably reminding me to do. Or, or one, I think Verkler talks about too, Lord, what do I not need to do today? Because <laughs> when you have a list of like 20 things like you always do, and you, <laughs> like, what do you not need to do? I've done this so many times. It's crazy. Like, Lord, what do I not need to do? And like the thing that I feel like is the most urgent, I feel like Lord is like, don't do that. That makes no sense. And I'll be arguing. And then I'll get a phone call right after that where the person's like, Hey, you know, we were supposed to meet. I know this is important, but I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. So it's not just what you need to do, but you might need to ask the Lord, what do I not need to do today? Yeah, that's good. And one thing, because I do journal mainly in the mornings, sometimes if there's a dream that I'm still remembering, because I don't remember most of my dreams, but if there's a dream that I'm still remembering in the morning when I wake up, I'll try to write that down. Um, and maybe we should do an episode all about dream interpretation because um, it's pretty cool. But that is something, too, because I think that, you know, a lot of times our hearts are trying to speak to us. And so that's why we have these crazy dreams. So it's another good thing to get in your journal. Right. So the goal really is to get to a place where you're writing in flow, just stream of consciousness or you're just writing and not necessarily analyzing it at that moment. That's the key thing. And I think that's what Verkler has taught me. It's not that you don't analyze it, but if you start analyzing every word as you're writing it, it breaks the flow. So if you can just learn to write in flow, uh, ask the Lord, you know, again, Verkler, we won't go into all the details, but you know, ask the Lord, hey, Lord, I need you to speak to me. What's on your heart right now? And just tune to a picture of Jesus in your head. Um, that's, that's kind of the simple thing because when it says uh yeah i'll just oh, that's good enough um so yeah and then analyze after you're done with your session just analyze it and say okay this is good some days i'm like no i just complain the whole time <laughs> but sometimes you might just need to do that right well and that's what i mean i think this is coming from both of us i mean we just shared we've been journaling for decades now so i think At the very beginning, you know, even if you have not been journaling before and you are just starting this practice, you know, just saying, I'm going to write down 10 things that I'm thankful for every day in a journal is a good start. Or I'm just going to write down the best part of my day and the worst part of my day. Or I'm just going to write, you know, just take those simple steps and then as you become more competent at that, just like anything else, then you're going to advance to the next level. You're going to spend more time, you know, just start out. I'm going to do this for two minutes. You know, now I can find myself for 30 minutes journaling very easily. And generally by then the, the children are not afraid anymore. And it is no longer quiet in the house. <laughs> right. I, I think that's the thing I've just had to realize sometimes, like if I could get five minutes, like that's great. I'm just quiet ish time. So that I can halfway at least know what I'm feeling and halfway know what I'm thinking for the day. 
that's pretty successful. Um, I don't usually have those long times because there's usually just too much going on in my mind or in other people's minds that they feel like they need to share with me. <laughs> but like even this morning, I was like, hey, did you hear from the Lord today or whatever? And you're like, yeah. And you just read me part of your journal. I was like, ah, that, that was good. Like it was just, it's very simple. It's become not a, a non-issue, right? And so I think back to the tools, journaling is just a tool for your toolbox. And just like a saw, there's all kinds of different saws. And so there's all kinds of really kind of different journaling. So we'll definitely put Verkler's stuff about how to hear God's voice in there in the show notes and check out some of those books. I'll, I'll try to write those, Thomas Merton and George Mueller and Frank. Um, it's just great to hear people's story and their heart and their process. Do you read through your journal after afterward? No. It's like I don't reflect on the year that just ends. <laughs> when it's New Year's, it's time to move on. <laughs> I know there are some people, though, that when they finish a journal, they'll go back through kind of like the celebration of that because it takes like six months, a year, depending upon how big your journal is to complete one. And then they'll go back through and read it. Um, And I always think, man, that's so good because you could see growth. You could see how you hit your goals, but I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) You're Enneagram 3, future oriented person. Um, there are times that I, I don't sit there and read through everything, but it is amazing how many times a prayer request that I've had repeat, you know, and for me, the journal is a great time to continue to, to pray for something I need to stay faithful to praying for, not just when it feels good, you know, but there's so many um, prayer requests that have been answered when I look back through my old journals. It's pretty cool. Now, I do go back sometimes looking for a specific thing, but right. I'm just not going back reliving it all just for kicks. You, you go back when you need to give your husband a sermon, I think. <laughs> I will not comment on that. All right. Thank you, guys. We would love to hear about your journaling experience. You can connect with us on our Facebook page if you search for The Less Stressed Family. You can connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com. You can email us, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. Um, But most of all, we are just grateful for you. And we want you to remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. Have a blessed day. Thank you.